This is an AMI podcast. Hi, I'm Fern Lullum, and welcome to Into You, the podcast where we put love under the microscope, shedding light on the do's, don'ts, and nightmare scenarios we find ourselves in while flirting with romance. Someone else's negative reaction to your boundary speaks more about them than you. You are allowed to have your own boundaries. We all come at dating from a slightly different angle, but we are often faced with very similar situations to shape up to. Only we can be responsible for holding our boundaries. I just love getting into our minds and having a poke about and finding out why we do what we do. It's amazing. Dating can uncover things about ourselves we never knew before. So without further ado, let's get into you. This is definitely one that I think I'm going to learn a lot from. So if you are ready, are you ready to go? I am. Great. It's wonderful to have you joining me on the podcast that takes an illuminating look at our love lives through the psychological lens of light bulb moments. Here we are again. It's into you. Today, you might say we're laying down the ground rules as we step into the powerful and at times terrifying world of boundaries with relationship expert and author Dr. Tracy Dalgleish. Later, Tracy tells us why being too comfortable in our relationships might be problematic. If you're not uncomfortable, if you're not being vulnerable, then somebody is giving up parts of themselves. And explains what we could have learned about setting boundaries when we were growing up. These are messages to us about our own needs, about whether it's okay to share them, whether we should have them and what to do with them. But first, I was keen to tackle this social media buzzword head-on and ask Tracy to put it in terms we could actually understand a little better. Boundaries is a word that we hear bandied about quite a lot these days, I think, especially on social media, and there's lots of videos and things about it. So Tracy, tell me, what is a boundary? Yes, I'm so glad that we're starting in this place, Fern, because we can so easily use these words and throw them around and not understand what it actually means. So how do I understand a boundary? A boundary is this invisible line that separates from me and you. And so it's this line that separates my needs and my internal experiences. Those are things like my thoughts, my feelings, desires, wishes, opinions, and values. And it is separate from you. And you have your own needs, values, opinions, desires. And really that boundary, what that comes down to is I like to change it to the word need. It's about talking about what do we need? What do we want to happen? And what do we not want to happen? Oh, that's a very good definition of boundaries. And I like you changing it to the word need, because to me, that seems more approachable. Boundaries seems like quite a big word and quite a scary thing to scale. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. So so let me ask you, have you ever said to someone, you have crossed my boundary or that's not my boundary. <laughs> let me tell you, my boundary is this. And it's, it's scary and it's big and it feels like someone's just put this wall up between us yeah. and that wall builds a separation. And really what boundaries are about, how I understand them is about bringing two people together and you're co-creating your worlds together. It's about inclusivity that's going to work for both of you. Because of course, in a boundary, I can't live only in your world. That's not going to work for me. Mm -hmm. And of course, 
I can't ask you to only be in my world, but if we are in a relationship together and it's about finding that space for both of us, which means here are some of those things that I need to feel good, to feel safe with you. And then what are the things that you need to feel good and to feel safe? Mm -hmm. So I tend to never use the word boundary when I'm letting other people know what I need and what I don't need. No, I was going to say, I don't think I've ever put it in those words. You have crossed my boundary now. (laughs) Yes. and, And yet we do though, right? Because again, here is this term on social media. We have seen some great books released on it. Nedra Tawab's book, um, Setting Boundaries, um, the original Henry Cloud book uh, called Boundaries. Great resources. And so then we see all these social media posts, people talking about boundaries, and we think, oh, I'm going to let you know this is my boundary and I can't let you do that, right? It really puts someone on the defense when we talk about it in that way. Yeah, for sure. So why do we need boundaries? How does having boundaries change our relationships with others and particularly in dating and romantic partners? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is you creating something that feels good for you. It's, It's not about giving up yourself. It's not about sacrificing all of your own needs and wishes and desires. Um, it's about getting what you want and being in a space that feels good. So if you're in a relationship and you're letting someone know, hey, I need you to text me back um, before the end of the day so we can make a plan the next day, that's a boundary. That's a wish there. And you're letting someone know that. So then it's like putting our expectations out onto the table. And then by doing that, someone can then say, can I meet your boundary? Can I meet your need or can I not? And it's like, we're going to have this relationship where we're both conscious, we're both aware, we're showing up as two individuals, and then we're going to try to make this together. So it's about building a healthy relationship. Oh, now I love that you brought up the texting example so early on, because I think certainly in my dating life, in my, in my younger years, my youth, mm-hmm. I would often want people to text me back, but I don't think I would ever put it as you just so beautifully did. Mm. This is my boundary. I would like you to do that. So that leads me on to asking, what are some of the negative consequences of not having boundaries or of avoiding asking for what you need? Right. Right. And and what you're talking about there is when we don't have boundaries, that there's this continuum. And I like to think of it as like a pendulum swing. So sometimes what we do is we swing from healthy, which would be in the middle. We swing over to having porous boundaries, which means that we don't have boundaries. We easily say yes to others. We don't talk about what our needs and wishes are. Or we sometimes swing the other way. Maybe you can relate to one one swing or the other. I was just thinking to myself, how does she know me so well? he has <laughs> been speaking a few minutes. <laughs> I, I, I know that space well. I have entered into that space many times. But, but so the other swing, though, is over to rigid boundaries, which is we set and hold the same boundary for every person, no matter the context. We don't consider the nuance of relationships or situations, right? And so we tend to be very rigid. We're not willing to compromise or shift on what it is. Now, here's the thing. As you're listening, you can ask yourself, why do I struggle with having boundaries? Why is this so hard for me? And for many people, they will say things like, I don't want to upset other people. I want to make sure our relationship is good or I'm bad for having my own needs and wishes. And so it's this idea that I'm going to rock the boat. I'm going to upset other people if I set my boundaries. Now, the long-term consequence of that though, and this is this is so important, is that it actually ends up creating more disconnection or more distance in a relationship. 
So if I'm over here and I'm saying yes to you, that you've said, okay, you know, make sure you text me back right away. Yes, yes, of course. I can always do that for you. We're going to meet at 7 p.m. every Tuesday and Thursday for coffee dates. Okay, yes, absolutely. <laughs> then over time, I'm going to grow resentful and I'm going to put space between us because that's not going to work for me all the time. Yes, that is very true. Resentment is certainly a residual feeling of not having good boundaries. I can already identify with that. So Tracy, you've convinced me I need boundaries. But how do I know what my boundaries are? Because like you were saying, we hear this word all the time, and we want to use it. But we think, I don't know what my boundaries are. Where do we start with this? That's a great question. I think the place to start is to start reflecting on times where you maybe had some internal reactions or feelings to what someone else has done. So if I go back to the texting example, you ask a friend if you want to get coffee and they don't text you back for four days and you feel sour after that. And then they come and text you and maybe you don't want to text them back right away. <laughs> that might be an indication that a boundary has been crossed. So looking at some of the examples around you and your own internal reactions, there's nothing wrong with your internal reactions. They can help guide you into identifying what your needs are. That's one thing that you can do. The other piece is to start by self-reflecting, by spending time thinking about what do I need? And again, I'm going to use that word need here, right? So in this relationship with this person, boundaries are about being in relationship with others. What helps me to feel good? What helps me to feel safe? What are the times where I don't feel safe? Where could this person do something different that then I would feel comfortable with? So now I'm thinking about, let's say in a romantic relationship and the person says, we have to go have dinner with my family every Sunday night. And suddenly you're feeling like, oh gosh, Sunday nights. I really liked Sunday nights. And <laughs> okay. I, I guess I'm going to say yes. Well, see how you feel going every Sunday night. And if every Sunday night starts to feel like a burden or you start to find yourself resenting your partner, those are good signs that you need to set a boundary there. And we'll get on to how you kind of approach mm -hmm. that with your partner later on. But when you're first dating someone in the early stages, you know, you, you're getting to know people. And I think this is a prime time for feeling like, well, I don't want to rock the boat. Exactly as you said, if I give too many rules, let's say, or put out too much of what I expect from the relationship at this point, they're obviously just going to go off me. So how do you communicate these things in the early stages in a way that is not going to risk your whole dating just going down the pan? <laughs> oh, it's such an interesting question because I think the answer really is it depends. It depends on the situation. It depends on the person. It depends on what you wish and desire with this person in terms of dating and moving forward. Are you dating to find a person that you want to spend many years with? Or are you dating just to have someone to connect with? Like what, what's the reason there? And so I, I guess maybe the question that you're trying to tap into here is how do I know if my boundaries are okay? Would <laughs> yes. that be that question there? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's, oh, I, I like to kind of ask yourself, well, how would I feel if someone else was doing this to me? How would I feel if I were dating someone and they were setting these with me, if they were continuously putting those out there and then reflect on that? How would I feel about that? And then you can also ask the other person for feedback, right? That is part of developing a healthy relationship is that you can have a conversation about these things. So again, so let's go back to the texting one. Hey, when we're coming to making plans together, I really need you to get back to me on the same day. 
And if the other person says, yes, no problem, then your boundary is reasonable. Or you can think to yourself, how would I feel if a friend did that for me? And then if perhaps if the other person says, mm, it's not going to work, and then you can bring it up and say, okay, so what does work for you in terms of communication, mm. right? So you're negotiating. It's not just that what you want goes. Dating is about being flexible. It is about fine tuning what it is that's going to work for both of you. It's not either or. Oh, I like that because I think sometimes what can happen there is when we get into an argument about it rather than a kind of discussion like you were saying healthy discussion about boundaries is we can mm-hmm. kind of polarize right like it turns into it starts to sound like I always need to hear from you and you never need to hear from me and actually it's somewhere in the middle but we're just not discussing it in a way that allows us to get to that point absolutely absolutely got to find the middle space Yes, the middle is where we want to meet. I found it fascinating to hear Tracy say that boundaries, a term I've always been fairly intimidated by, could in fact be the key to healthier and more loving relationships. For a long time, I felt that the concept of having boundaries is something we're very good at understanding in principle without taking the time to get really specific and define what some of our own personal boundaries might be, enabling us to actually utilise them in the moment. This got me wondering what others might offer up as examples of their own boundaries. So, as is the protocol of most scientific studies in 2022, I put out a post on social media, and here are a selection of my favourite answers. The sentence reads, A boundary I find important in a relationship is... Finish the sentence. Stephen, phones should be on silent during quality time. My motto is, if you liked me, (laughs) then you shouldn't put a ring on it. Very clever, Stephen. I'm sure Beyonce would be so proud. Annie, honesty and communication over ambiguity and game playing. Your indifference, says Annie, will never make me want you more. Oh, very sensible, Annie. No treating a mean round here. No thank you. Justin, if you disagree, from my life, you can't come back into it. I don't believe in ghosts. That's the spirit, Justin. And Lola, sharing rulers. But my partner says he draws the line there. Okay, I see what you did there, Lola. Very good. I'm glad we've got that straight. about you. But for me, boundaries have always felt scary from both sides, as though to be on the receiving end of somebody else's boundary would feel like being back at school and being told you'd forgotten your geography textbook all over again. And then the idea of setting a boundary myself seemed so far out of my people-pleasing comfort zone that I doubted whether I'd even be capable of voicing it in the first place, let alone upholding it in the long haul. However, the way Tracy was describing boundaries had started to put an entirely different spin on it for me. The way she spoke of being honest about our expectations and limitations as a way of opening up a healthy passage of communication between people was not only interesting to me intellectually, but had this beautiful calming effect on the tension I was so used to carrying around with me all the time. 
how good would it feel to let go of the belief that voicing our needs was somehow mean, selfish or wrong, and begin to open our minds to the possibility that it might actually end up connecting us more with those we love? Actually, as I was listening to you, I was just relaxing. My whole body was like, oh, yeah, that would be that would be really nice. I like that you said the exact words, because I think it's really we hear like you need to set these boundaries. And you always think, but how do I do it? How do I actually say that to someone? And right before you're about to say it, you think, oh, God, I don't you know. How am I going to phrase this? <laughs> That's the scary part for me. <laughs> it is scary because what you're doing there and, and this is I think if we even just step back, what is it about relationships? if I take the kind of expression of the arena, right? The vulnerability arena that Brene Brown talks about, it's like you're getting into the arena and you're going to be vulnerable. I often like to phrase this as like the relationship arena or the relationship dance floor. Are you coming out onto the floor with me? And by doing that, we are vulnerable in our relationships and relationships are about being uncomfortable because if you're not uncomfortable, if you're not being vulnerable, then somebody is giving up parts of themselves. And that each time you turn to someone that you care about, that you want to deepen the relationship, you are essentially risking. And you're saying, are you going to catch me? Will you understand me? Can you make space for what I'm feeling and needing? And we can find a space to work through that. Or are you going to criticize me? Are you going to tell me I'm being ridiculous and to move on, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, it just occurs to me as you were saying that, that actually... I know I've been guilty of this in the past and I don't think I'm alone in the sense that not saying it and feeling like if I don't say it, this person might stick around. But actually, I'm then Mm. asking someone to stick around or hoping that someone will stick around at the expense of all of my needs, which doesn't make any sense at all. I, I love that you said that, Fern. It's at the expense of yourself, right? And I think this conversation also has to tap into our early messaging in relationships, which is, what did we see our parents do around setting boundaries and communicating needs? What did our parents do with us around communication and boundaries? And what did we do to others when we were young children? So when we when we express something Let's take a a classic example that people talk more about today. So, um, you know, as a child, what was appropriate for me to do was to give grandma a hug. And if I said no, the response was, this is what we do. We give grandma a hug. So go give grandma a hug. Okay, I'll go give grandma a hug, right? That's not what I wanted to do. But what we're talking about in parenting today is about the respectful boundaries, right? We're talking about gentle parenting, whatever word you want to use, peaceful parenting. And... What we're doing there is we're saying, okay, transitions are really hard for you. It's hard to say goodbye. And right now you don't want to give grandma a hug. We'll try next time or whatever that might be. And so as children, we get these messages. We are constantly being given messages, whether we can remember them or not. They are unconscious scripts inside of us that guide how we interact in our relationship today. So if as a child, every time you put a need out there, you were ridiculed for it, or it was rejected and shot down, or it was ignored in some other way, right? Mommy, I need you. I need your attention. I need your help. Not right now. I'm too busy. These are messages to us about our own needs, about whether it's okay to share them, whether we should have them and what to do with them. 
And so once you get yourself to the point where you can set a boundary, what if that boundary changes? If I've now gone in and said, this is my boundary and don't you dare cross it, (laughs) how do I then change that if that changes over time? Like you were saying about the going to your parents every Sunday night. What if you suddenly realise, hang on, actually, I don't think I like this anymore. Yeah. Okay. So then this brings us into what is psychologically healthy, which is called psychological flexibility. That as soon as we tap into rigidity, whether it's around our thoughts, like the rigid thought of you never text me, right? We can't say for Mm. certain that someone never texts you (laughs) back when you need it. The rigid thoughts, the feelings, if we stay stuck in our feelings, right? This is not psychological flexibility. And what we need to be healthy is to realize that relationships change. You as a person, you are constantly changing and that we have to approach relationships with flexibility and openness. So what we get to do is that if you, Fern, change your boundary, I can be curious about that. I can say, oh, that's interesting. So what's changed for you? And you know, how can I support you during this time? But we get to change. And so when it comes to setting healthy boundaries, it's important to remind yourself or rather ask yourself, who am I setting the boundary with? What type of relationship do I want to have with this person, right? So if you are trying to build a close relationship, you're going to want to find a way to be flexible with them, to compromise a bit more. Or if you are creating space with someone, you might decide not to be so flexible with them. You might also look at the context of what's happening right now. Did the other person, so this is really important. This is the self and other piece. Okay. Fern, you didn't text me back. Oh, I am so mad. I'm going to send you a text and say, I really need you to text me back. You're all the things. And what I could do though, instead is think, hold you in my mind and say, oh, right. Fern had a big deadline coming up. So of course she didn't text me back because da, 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 Mm. right? So we always want to consider the context of what's happening in our relationships. Because otherwise, it's very easy to paint the other person as a villain, even when actually, Mm. like you say, they've got their own stuff going on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we have set a boundary and we're super proud of ourselves. I actually did it for (laughs) once in my life. I stood up for myself and set a boundary. This is a play by play. Yes, this is is the story of my life right now. And then, though, what we don't consider is, hang on a minute. The other person might not like that boundary. They might disagree. They might think it's a rubbish boundary or they might cross that boundary. Then what do we do? Help me, Tracy. What do I do? This is the sticking point. And this is what I often hear from the people in my community, the messages that I get from my clients, from everybody that I work with. They crossed my boundary. They don't respect my boundary. Only we can be responsible for holding our boundaries for setting and holding our boundaries. Because as soon as we look to the other person and say, you need to, or they aren't, we are talking about trying to control something that we have no control over. We can't control other people. So we have to set our boundaries and then we get to make a decision on what to do after that. So if they don't like our boundary, usually when someone is upset about a boundary, it's a reflection about themselves versus the other. And a great example of this is... I can remember sitting more in the porous boundary space with several of my friends. And actually I was approaching many things this way in terms of work events and Mm -hmm. my friendships and with my partner and children. And I realized though, that I would feel this kind of negative inside part of me when I said yes, because I actually 
was saying yes to something that I didn't want to. Mm. And it was me who was having that reaction. But then if I put something out there and they said, oh no, actually I can't meet at 10, which was my preferred time. They'd say, can we meet at two? Not my preferred time. Mm. I would have a negative reaction to them putting their boundary out there. (laughs) So that's my stuff to deal with though. And it was a reflection on my own porous boundaries and what I was struggling with in terms of setting boundaries. So I want, I want the listeners to remember someone else's negative reaction to your boundary speaks more about them than you. You are allowed to have your own boundaries. And if someone crosses them, we need to find a consequence and you get to choose and decide what to do next. The choice might be do I need to communicate this again? Perhaps it's not clear. Do I need to make sure that I'm not available in some way? So for example, you know, I think of several of the couples I work with, if a mother-in-law shows up and (laughs) she's unannounced and unexpected, and you've already told her, please don't come over unannounced. We need notice before you can come over. The babies are crying, they're sleeping, et cetera, et cetera. Then you might say, I'm so sorry. I can't let you in. We've talked about this before. I won't let you in today. And why don't you call us later? And we'll talk about a time when you can come visit, which would be incredibly hard to do. But if we don't hold the consequence, if we don't hold the consequence to our boundary being crossed, then other people will not understand your boundary. I loved how Tracy framed the idea of a consequence, not as a punishment, but more as an aid in helping others to appreciate your boundaries more. Next time, Tracy shares why we might find it so hard to stick to our boundaries. The anxious personality is someone who thrives on perfectionism, needing external validation and approval, who holds themselves and maybe others to high expectations. That is someone who might also struggle to set boundaries. And explains what our boundaries, or lack thereof, can reveal about us. How willing you are to be uncomfortable in life is one thing. And how you decide to prioritize yourself and other people. As always, I want to hear from you. How do you go about setting your boundaries in relationships? And what consequences do you have when someone crosses them? Leave me a comment and let me know. For now, though, you've been listening to Into You with me, Fern Lullum. Special thanks to my guest, Dr. Tracy Dalgleish, whose links will be in the show notes. Also to Joshua Holland for technical support and to the manager of AMI, Andy Frank. Leave me your feedback at feedback at ami.ca and if you liked what you heard make sure to search for Into You on your favourite or indeed any podcast distributing platform and subscribe for more episodes coming your way on the first Thursday of every month and yes I know you wish it was sooner but I'm afraid that's my boundary what more can I say? <laughs> <laughs>